0: Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy-and-hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I am Nicole Kamanjian. I'm here with Cody Richard and the host of this show, Jeff Rappaport. This is episode 205, and today we're going to go over creating true passive income through notes. While listening to this episode, if you guys have questions, please head over to our Facebook group. Um, you can just search the Creative Financing Podcast. Uh, if you're not part of the community, just ask to join. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can ask your questions in the comments below. If you get value from this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to the show. Let us know your it lets us know that you're learning and enjoying the content. And honestly, it motivates us to create these episodes. Uh, We also want your feedback. So please rate and review wherever you listen. And with that, Jeff, um, let's get the show on the road. Perfect.
2: So today we're going to talk about true passive income. I I think it's something that everyone is talking about in the last 12 months. And But today we're going to talk about real passive income. So, Nicole, I know you have a a duplex that you rent out, both short-term, long-term. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So one unit's Airbnb and the other is a long-term tenant.
2: So you make... Income from that duplex, right? Every month, correct. But you're still involved in it, correct? Uh, even though you have a property manager and uh, you have someone that's managing your short-term rental, you're still actively involved.
1: Yeah, I have to manage the managers.
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which, which is pretty normal. And but people call that passive income because. Uh, you're not doing the day-to-day operations and management of it, but you you are still managing the management, correct? Right. Perfect. All right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna show you today how to truly get passive income, where all you do is cash a check. That would be it's a good gig to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So let, let's talk. Let's take an example that we are currently working on, and. This example, I won't tell you exactly where it is, but it's in Illinois and it is, it's funny, it has become, it started out as one house, then it became two houses and now we're up to three houses. And if these numbers seem super low, uh, they are, and it really just depends what market you're in. And so let, let's talk about what these are. So one's uh two of them are two bed, one bath. And I'm gonna let you,
3: Cody, share your screen. We'll do.
2: Share and draw it out.
1: So is this our financial calculator?
2: Uh no, not maybe? yet, but we'll get okay. there but at least everyone can see what we're talking
3: about. Um, so Jeff, <laughs> you said this turned into three. Does that mean like,
1: uh, is it the same owner? Like, yes. yes. Okay.
2: And I'll tell you why it's turned into three in just a second, as soon as I can sorry cody um no you're okay i don't know why there we go
3: that should work okay get my screen shared here all right okay you said two of them are two bed one bath
2: actually let me tell you exactly so one is a three bed one bath that i know for sure okay one is a two bed one bath
3: and another one is three bed one bath okay all right and these are all owned free and clear Got
2: it. So two of these have been rentals. One is where the owner lives, owner occupied. Okay. And he wants a total of $80,000 for all three.
4: Gotcha. Are they bringing in good income on the two rentals?
2: So the two-bedroom should be getting 650 and the two three bedrooms should get probably 750 ish
3: okay
2: okay so about 2150 total so we we could pay eighty thousand dollars cash i it's kind of hard to figure out what these are worth, but they're, they're probably worth somewhere in the 40 to $50,000 range. Okay. The the two bedrooms probably only worth like 35 and, uh, the two, three bedrooms are probably worth somewhere between 40 and 50.
3: Okay. So 40
2: to 50 ARV right now. Yeah. either way really so that they're, they're in pretty good condition that uh, they've been well taken care of and
3: his house has been updated
2: okay. and not all this isn't super important but just yeah. so everyone can get an idea of what we're dealing with here okay So one of the things that, uh, and we did this on the last couple of episodes, is when I'm looking at income property, I'm always looking at what are the the current rents compared to uh, what the price is. So in this case, I'm looking at total rents, uh, which are a little less than what numbers I'm giving you, like the seven, uh, one of the three bed, one baths owner occupied, so it's not even rented. Yep. Uh, The other one I think is rented for $650, and I think the two-bedroom, one-bath is rented for $550. So right now it's like $1,200. Gotcha. Okay. And the reason that he wants $80,000, it has nothing to do with the value of homes or anything. He wants to move. And the property that he wants to buy is $80,000. However, we have chatted with him because really what I don't want to do is I, I really don't want to pay cash for this. And uh, so the, the three-house three deal just came about yesterday. Before that, it was a two-house deal. And he was hoping to get 80 with two houses. And I was more like at 40 and he he wanted, then he wanted 50. And so we, we've negotiated back and forth, right? But he is willing to say, if we can give him a decent down payment, he is willing to let the income that we pay him cover his mortgage. Uh, he's okay with that.
4: On his new property that he bought? that's okay.
2: right. All right. So we we are going to look at two different ways that we can structure this and then I uh, will go through what some of the results are, you know, how does that work out for us? And uh so first is all right. So could we pay cash for these three properties? Nicole, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, 80k is kind of
2: cheap. <laughs> well, the, I let, mean, I don't know about the, the area, but Yeah, so let's say could. let's say that the 2 3 beds are worth 45 each and uh let's say the two bedrooms worth 30. Okay? So we're at 120 right there. We'd be buying these you know, obviously we're going to verify the condition of them and everything, but we're at about 66% loan to value. Mm-hmm. Would that be something that uh, either or both of you would look at being okay with in terms of paying cash?
4: Yeah. Especially as a buy and hold with those rents, the way they are and the
3: way they can be. Right.
1: Yeah. And as long as like repairs don't bump that up too much more, like there isn't much needed to be done to them. I think that would be okay.
2: Yes. However, I, I don't, for me, it, I, I really don't want to have to go. Uh, we, we would buy this either with our own funds or uh, hard money and uh, or private money, even on something like this. But ultimately, refinancing it into more residential is not what I want to do. That 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 is something I've kind of stayed away from my entire career and. Uh, I really don't want to use my credit to finance $80,000 worth of three houses. But uh, we, we are seeing that there's potentially good income here, right?
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So let's go to a new page and let's figure out some ways that maybe we can structure some offers.
3: Okay. <laughs> You can get started if you want. I'll pull it up. All right. So the taxes
2: on these run about, my guess is is that they're going to be about, let's call it about $25, $2,700 for the year for all three. Okay. uh, Depending again where you live, This is a higher tax rate state. Illinois gets you on taxes for sure. Uh, If you were in Utah where we live, uh, at least Cody and I live, that uh, that one, there's nothing like, you're not buying anything for $30,000. Not even close, but... Uh the taxes twenty six hundred dollars a year is probably a four hundred thousand five four to five hundred thousand dollar piece of property. So it, it varies. And I, I'm totally estimating this because I, I would assume that they will be reassessed, and even though it's still not very much money, let's be on the high side rather than the low side. And let's put insurance for uh let's say. for the year, that would be $50 a month per each one, which again, may be on the high side. Okay. The utilities, uh, what my goal would be is that we won't pay any.
3: Gotcha. Fat zero.
2: Yes, zero. I would also say as far as management, we won't need any. Okay. Does this sound familiar? I I mean, we're working through something very similar to what we worked through when we did the case studies on your two properties, Cody.
4: Yeah, I'm interested to see where the shift happens because I've heard of creating the true passive income, but I don't know how to do it.
2: uh, what else do you think are potential uh, so there might be repairs, repairs right? and maintenance? yeah, yeah there, there won't be any. um, there won't be any maintenance. Oh wow, okay, okay. so we're eliminating all of this stuff, okay. Yeah, it looks pretty good so far. All right, so but what, what do we got? We got about forty-four hundred dollars in taxes and insurance. Yep. Okay. To be honest, we're not going to pay that either. So.
3: Okay. All right. <laughs>
1: The plot thickens. Yeah, right,
3: <laughs>
2: like stunned over here. Zero. Kind,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. It was
4: the
2: it, it'll, it'll start to make sense to you in just a second. <laughs> um All right, so let's let's start looking at potential offers. So let's say, but we already know what the price is that we need to get to. So, but we're we're going to come up with, let's say. Three offers for, okay. uh, and three offers other than cash. And cash is going to be, let's say, $70,000. Gotcha.
3: Okay.
2: So offer number one, let, let's call it, um, let's say we'll make an offer for $83,000. Okay. Purchase price of eighty-three.
3: dollars
2: And we're willing to even put down, let's say, $12,000. Okay. It's
4: a pretty significant percent. It is, right?
2: It is. What? why do you think I'm willing to do that in this particular case? There's no expenses. So your cash on cash would still be pretty good. My my cash on cash is going to be good. But it's such a low price. And we know something about this seller, right? that he needs a certain amount of money to be able to put down on uh and th- my my guess is 12,000 probably too low he probably needs 20% uh, yeah th- to put down but i want to give him a couple of different options here and so we'll we'll see what what kind of transpires okay but so th- we're financing 71,000 Right.
4: Question Do you make offers a lot of times expecting like a certain part of it to be rejected?
2: Like the down payment. Sometimes. sometimes. Uh sometimes there's a
1: hey podcast listeners, it's Nicole here. I just wanted to stop for a brief second to ask you if you're getting any value from this episode. Please head over to wherever you listen and rate and review us. It makes it to where we can continue to make these episodes for you guys. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe to this podcast. If you're more of a visual learner, we also have a YouTube channel. You just have to go to the Creative Financing Podcast channel on YouTube and all of the new episodes have a video to follow along. Make sure you're subscribing, liking and commenting on those videos. Thanks for listening and let's get back
2: to the show. Particular offer that I like that mm-hmm. that I'm more interested in getting accepted. So sometimes I'll only make that offer and other times so I, I'm looking at, if I can create two, three, four offers, they may not all give me the same exit strategy, right? Yeah. So if I'm looking for a particular exit strategy, then I better tailor them to what I want. If I'm okay with, hey, I, I make money on this one, I make money on that one, then it, it's all right. Uh, I will go with whatever you know the seller is interested in doing but you probably more than anyone knows that uh especially right now i I really don't want them to take my cash offer Uh, and if they do it's because i've lowered it even more and uh there's we'll we'll make some money somewhere and so on this case we're going to offer 12 and so we're going to finance seventy one thousand.
4: so
1: that's so seventy one thousand is PV right on the that is calculator.
4: correct. Yeah, okay. I have it pulled up here just to walk through it as a group as well. So yeah, seventy thousand present All value.
2: All right, so it I, I could do any number of things here, right? <laughs> I, I could offer principal only payments. I could offer an interest rate, um, but I just assume that I already know what this seller needs what this money is for right so and he has not really expressed any interest in how much money he gets over time he just wants it to cover his new house okay so if i gave him you know if we figured out seventy-one thousand at four percent amortized over 30 years okay the payment is what almost
4: 339 yeah, 338
2: and change so that, that might be enough to cover what he needs um but uh, I, i'd rather be sure so mm-hmm. i think on this offer i'm just going to offer him 500 dollars a month would
3: that be like a principal only or with that only okay principal only okay gotcha so 500 a month principal only yep
2: If I have seventy-one thousand and I divide it by five hundred, that means in one hundred and forty-two months it would be paid off in full. So I could offer him something like that, where uh we'll run this—you know—almost twelve years until it's paid in full, or I could give him like a ten-year balloon or something like that. Uh, so I think. We would do on this one, um, maybe a how about an eight year balloon? So eight year, okay. yeah, so five hundred times ninety six months is forty eight thousand. 50, so I'd still owe the seller $23,000. So
4: you just took the monthly payment times the number of months to get how much
2: is owed, pretty much. Yeah. So actually, let's change that. So let's make it nine years. So that would be nine times 12. It's 108 times 500. Fifty-four thousand. Okay. Now I'm going to owe the seller seventeen thousand. So the balloon seventeen thousand.
4: So the purchase price minus down payment minus how much you've made in payments. That's right.
3: And how much you say that was? Seventeen thousand. Seventeen k. Yep. All right. Okay, I'm great with that.
2: Um, if that works for the seller. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, and if the seller came back to me and said, I'll take this, but I want 20 grand down, I would say, All right, let's make it eighty thousand dollars and I'll do 20. Why would I do that? I will show you as we did <laughs> the results.
3: I'm glad that one was a
4: rhetorical question. I yeah. asked. yes.
2: Yeah. I, I am a big proponent of not leaving money in deals.
3: Mm-hmm. However,
2: sometimes if it's small amounts of money or it's for short periods of time, it's, it's a good use of your money. And if you have access to equity lines or business lines of credit, or even private lenders, right, that uh, could put up that 12,000, 15, 20 grand uh, for, I don't care, but whatever, it's a small amount of money, right? If I paid someone 10% on their money on $20,000, it's going to equal $166 a month. And uh, so uh, what I'll look at is, What's more important? Uh, Do I need that $166 a month in cash flow or would I rather keep my money in the account rather than put it in this property? Okay?
4: Gotcha.
2: Okay, let's look at offer number two. And maybe we'll just do two offers. And uh, because, In reality, what I normally will will do in this case is make one a shorter term, one a longer term. Hmm. There's no reason to, right? Yeah, Uh, and
1: you still include that that cash offer too, right, Jeff? Yeah. So that would just be your third?
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So
2: offer number two. Well, let's say that uh, we will offer the 80,000.
3: Purchase price, 80K. Yep.
2: So the only thing that I'm a little bit concerned about in the first option is the down payment. Mm. Is that enough money for him? Okay. So on this one, let's make the down payment a little more. So let's make the down payment 30,000. That's quite a bit more, but, way over twenty. Yeah. Uh, actually, let, let's change that. Let's make it forty thousand.
4: Oh boy, I thought you were going down.
2: You went up
1: more. Yep. Jeff is like challenge accepted. Yeah.
4: <laughs> All right, fifty percent down.
2: Yeah, but we're going to borrow that in first position, um, and okay. we, we 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 have some choices to make. Let Let's make sure that maybe not on this episode, but our next one that, Nicole, you remind me to talk about, do we want to make this deal on all three of these properties or do we want to break it out and have a separate purchase and sale for each one? Okay, will you remind me to ask that question? Yeah. So we're going to borrow this money against this property. So we're going to look at doing a subordination.
3: Okay.
2: So... 40,000. First of all, do you think I can go find $40,000 to borrow? What would we think that worst case scenario that these properties are worth 120, right? Yeah. That seems
3: reasonable.
2: Do you think I can go find someone that would be okay lending 40 grand for, uh, and let, let's say I can borrow this at 8%. Simple interest, right? So that I'm gonna be around that $250 to $66 a month range. Okay. Let's now talk about. So we still owe the seller 40 grand. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's just figure out if if he's buying a property for 80, he certainly is gonna get good terms if he goes and puts down 40, right? Yeah. So uh Jeff, I have a, I have a question.
1: Sorry. Uh Uh, So when you say uh, you're going to in first position, the 40 K does that mean uh, what you're talking about is like borrowing that the private money. Okay.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. There's nothing owed on this property. So we're, we're going to ask the seller, Hey, allow us to borrow against these properties. We're going to give you all that money that you're now going to go put down on your other house. And then mm-hmm. we're going to secure the rest of your equity in second position. We'll continue making payments on the first.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And if he was worried about it, I'd be like, hey, uh, the payment's $166. Um, is that going to, I mean, worst case scenario came about. Um, uh, could you manage the 166 Or are you worried that maybe we can't? manage the 166 dollars <laughs> right so yeah it's not a huge amount so right this probably won't be a hard sell so we were willing to pay 500 dollars to the seller in payments before mm-hmm. uh so why don't we say we'll pay 400 well first thing that i did is i looked at hey What what do you think that this guy will be able to borrow forty grand at? Okay, so I put forty thousand as present value. I put four percent. This is going to be owner occupied at three hundred and sixty months. His payment's one hundred and ninety dollars and ninety six cents. Okay,
4: gotcha.
2: That's even if it went up to five percent. Maybe his credit's not very good. It's 215, okay, 214 and some change. So why don't we pay him here $350 a month on his equity? So uh, he has a a note for $40,000, right?
4: Okay.
2: And so if we look at what what will $40,000 divided by 350, It'd be a hundred and fourteen payments. So
3: let's say that we would do
2: a hundred and eight, which is nine year balloon. Okay, so uh, we'd ask for a hundred and eight payments.
3: Okay, so this is on the one in first position where we're no. holding. The
2: no, the, the one in first position is what we're borrowing from a yeah. private okay. individual. This is the equity of the sellers of 40 grand in second position.
4: Gotcha.
2: So we'll make payments of 350 a month for 108 months, and that will total
3: $37,800. okay
2: So we will have a
3: balloon payment of $2,200.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so our payment is just about five hundred, five fifteen, something like that. Does that make sense? Our total payment. So paying the private lender and paying him, we're still into this for right around that five hundred dollars a month. How much money came from us in this particular offer?
3: none so far
2: zero. zero right that's why i like this one
3: and what was the payment to the hard money lender
2: like 166 dollars
3: okay i see got it is okay. that with it being like eight percent is
1: that
2: off- yeah i used eight percent there And is that Uh, principal only or interest only? Interest only. So all I did was I took 40,000 times 0.08 divided by 12. Oh, 266. I'm sorry. Is that right?
3: Yeah. uh, Hold on. Screwed up.
2: Well, good thing is for me that I can probably borrow this at six percent, and it'll be dollars. <laughs> so, uh, so th- that's what I would put. But th- th- it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, it, when I say it doesn't really matter, that an extra hundred dollars isn't going to make or break this deal is what I'm okay. trying to say. Okay. Um, but I can borrow this at six percent, and uh and many people could too i mean if you had a home equity line you just took uh 40 grand from it you, you more than likely you're going to get around a five percent interest only for the next four or five years before it becomes a principal and interest payment yeah okay all right so now that we've put together our offers do you have any questions and then we'll cut this episode off we'll do another episode and i'll show you what we're going to do and then i'll show you how you're going to get your passive income um, real true passive income
4: no questions this all seems fairly standard so far based on what we've done in the past and deal structuring i'm interested to see where it takes to turn to the truly passive income i'm going to show you two different
2: ways
1: I'm excited to see how this works out, Jeff. <laughs> okay.
2: So, no questions, Nicole.
1: No, I I've asked them throughout. Okay, I'm getting better at this, Jeff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I want you to ask your questions. Your questions are probably questions that our audience has too.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> just to go over it really quickly, um, on in the blue writing, uh, the ADK. Um, purchase price. The down payment is forty k, and then the payment of two hundred. That's what we're doing. Private money, right?
2: So that that's the two hundred dollar a month payment for, is for is that for the forty k. Yeah, the forty k that we borrowed privately. We are mm-hmm. paying the seller three hundred and fifty dollars for his forty thousand dollars of equity.
3: Okay, so total
2: five or
3: payment is five fifty. Okay. Yep. got it yep
2: okay yep all right well um certainly if you want to learn more about what we're doing here and how we're doing it we have resources in our show notes and in the links below uh feel free to reach out we're always looking for good people to work with and uh do you guys have any other comments Mm -mm. go out and create some terms go out and create some terms next time
0: (laughs) thanks for listening to the creative financing podcast we need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing so please subscribe rate and review this show on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts we greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on until next time create some terms this show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments nothing